Hey, Lester. Hey, what's going on, Art? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Ready to knock out this episode. Knock out? And talk like it's a, it's a trouble that you have to deal with. Not <laughs> nah, I'm just really pumped up. Okay, okay. Being pumped up is good. It's very good. So, you want to take the honors of welcoming everyone? Sure. Welcome, everybody. I am Chocolate. And Chai. Chocolate. All right, Chocolate and Chai. All right, guys. Uh, welcome to another new episode of Chocolate and Chai. And um, uh, it's been a very, very, very exciting week, of course. Uh, I think uh, our primary focus is uh, going to be on the big excitement of this uh, week, this past Sunday. And I'm not talking about uh, the... The New Hampshire or uh, <laughs> Iowa caucuses. I'm talking about, which was very oh. exciting, of course. But uh, I'm talking about Oscars, Oscars 2020. Yeah, Oscars. Woo! So, did you did you watch it, man? How was the? How was I it? watched bits and pieces of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Usually, what I do is I'll watch the highlights and then I'll watch and listen to the speeches because I really enjoy just listening to the acceptance speeches mm, I like to I like to watch it uh, live if I can and then you know these days the live tweeting is big thing so I did a lot of live tweeting so all my thoughts are captured and recorded my predictions included which uh, mostly came true uh, almost um, uh, predictions and desires let's put it that way uh, but um, as we as we go through it how about first to share what is the most shocking thing for you? One most shocking thing about Oscars 2020? I would say seeing Eminem. Why? Because he's gained so much weight? No, not that. <laughs> is that a joke? Well, he did. Uh, I mean, again, you know, he's not. Uh, I, I'm hoping he's in good health, but he did not look like his old self. But age <laughs> does that to everyone, right? Like I remember Eminem from Eminem. Uh, you know. Uh, well, yeah, you know that's interesting. That you mentioned it's very different. You know, it's funny as actors. Beer belly. Sort of. He had the beer belly going, which was kind of slow. Yeah, but you know what? I think he has earned it. Because... He's earned anything. He's not an actor. He can do whatever he wants. But he also looked tired at the end of that three to five minute performance, which was... Uh, you think uh, so? He was breathing heavily, brother. I mean... I, well, that's I because that's... it's a performance. You want to give it your all. You don't I've, want to be I've seen, him, I've seen him performing in the past. That's Again, age happens to everyone, right? So that's uh, it's nothing shocking or surprising. It's normal. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but but honestly, even with actors, right? I feel like performers are actors, and even with actors, we sort of go up and down with our weight based on characters or based on age. So it's just a part yeah, of everything. Yeah, exactly, life and everything. But I'm just yeah, saying. So yeah. I, like, I like seeing Hell. a heavier Eminem. I, I, like that. I mean, sure. I don't. I don't care. It's, it's his choice, right? As long as he's healthy. But he did not look as healthy. I've seen people older than him. Like I remember, I saw Common perform live, and he went on for like half hour, right. heavier than uh, what Eminem did. There. And he was the brother was fine. Really, he was I, I, fine. The, the thing about Eminem's performance is that I didn't find that he was 
out of shape. I just thought that the crowd reaction was lukewarm. I didn't feel like I felt the completely opposite. I thought uh, it was out of shape. The crowd was like there's old hits people who are singing, right? So and not that's a different thing the a hashtag asker so white the only rapper that comes on the stage is also white so that's yeah, a, you have to remember Eminem is a rapper right you I know about the Oscars. rap music and the Oscars don't really go hand in hand so I didn't think well, they that, have they have come on again Common is there right he's been yeah but Common is a different kind of artist if you know Common's music he's a conscious rapper Eminem is not really a conscious rapper he talks about all kinds of crazy things if you know Eminem's music. Common is a little more light on the soul. So people at the Oscars love Common. You have to remember Common's also an actor too. So it's a little different between Common and Eminem. So I love Common I, so I love Common too. So. I mean Eminem is fine. I've never been uh, a big fan or not a fan. Like you know, pr- practically I, I mean I've seen his movie uh, and uh, even people in my family love absolutely love Eminem but I just never you know which movie 8 mile you didn't like 8 mile it's a good movie that's the only one that I know I'm saying I, and that's okay. that's all I know him from but uh, I but I know he's a prolific uh, that's a great movie and he's very good in it so you know he's when he's good the credit is due right but, but he's also a great rapper everybody knows that and uh, you know he's like not like just okay rapper he's like one of the top uh, yeah, he's probably the best rapper out there. you'll get the same but uh, I'm surprised to say that was the most shocking thing for you for me the most shocking thing was something that I was um, kind of rooting for but I was not expecting at all was Parasite winning the best film oh yeah I, I was like you know and yeah, I have tweaked proofs for that like I was tweeting about it that Parasite should win Ad and Pain and Glory should win the best foreign film like best international film that new name they came up with which I don't like uh, like what is an international film everything is an international film right I mean every yeah. film can go all, all over the world that's every film is an international film what does that what does that mean exactly? what does that mean exactly like yeah. the foreign language film was understandable that it's not English you can foreign seems like a bad word then you can say non-English language film right but what is international film where if you're going to say international film that's the biggest award period then then the best film award doesn't matter as much because international is like the best it's in bigger. the world yeah. yes, but sir. that's what you're saying then why are you coming up with these fake politically correct names or whatever I don't even know politically correct it's just stupid <laughs> Again, I mean, I I can understand the feeling, but I don't really think that's you know, but not You're giving this a lot of thought, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed the moment I saw it because I thought what's going to happen is Parasite is going to win the best international film because they don't want to call it foreign language film, and then it's not going to win uh, the best film, which out of the films out there, I think it definitely deserved, assuming that it had the nomination. So. I was like, oh, now they're not going to give it. So that was the most shocking, surprising and happy moment for me to see it win the best film because I've said it is one of the best film of last year. Like if you have to see one film, people have heard me say that, you've heard me say that, you got to watch Parasite. It's that movie. So uh, Ban uh, Young-ho winning um, the best director, the best screenplay, everything is well-deserved, brother. I mean, it's a great movie. A great movie is a great movie. So it's winning all those awards. It's right. I mean, it's a non-English film. Now, how do you want to define that and all that is different? 
but uh, you know uh, considering that it was nominated it had to win all those awards and I'm, I'm really glad that it did because uh, I would not have been surprised if it did not win because of the usual bias that the academy uh, tends to have or at least at least we th- think that they have right but apparently we're not right everybody loved uh, parasite so that was the most shocking moment for me but uh, let's uh, let's pull back and go go from the top i mean all in all i would say it was an entertaining and fun oscars um i i really enjoyed watching it it was again kind of long right it's like went over 3 hours or something hours, which yeah. is um you know very long and i think the whole idea of not having a host was that it's not supposed to be that long but True. they're still kind of yeah, let, let's talk about that though do you think the oscars is better without a host or do you think it helps to have a traditional host good very good question um uh but before i go there i i would say that uh, it was a great show i really really want to congratulate my dear friend stephanie alain who produced the oscars this year she is an amazing producer and uh, you know she did hell of a job in putting this show together it was one of the most entertaining most fun and fantastically put show uh oscars are an award show that i've ever seen so i really want to congratulate her from that Kudos. for that and you know they they kind of missed on the but we'll get to that topic uh, later they kind of missed on the of course right on the black or people of color sort of say nominee oh. but there's a lot of people on stage and that's a topic I do want to talk to you about but let's pull back and uh, answer to answer your question about the host thing yeah. um i you know uh i do miss having an having a host right because uh, that was one of the fun part of watching the oscars for me and i assume many and these wonderful people like the opening monologue the opening performance by janelle monet right uh, happened which was great but right after that uh, the opening monologue was uh, uh, performed by uh, steve martin and chris rock and man chris rock was on fire I mean, you know, <laughs> it was like really going at it like you know of course uh, shaming academy uh, for the uh you know the one uh yeah and everything but overall too he was right on it man he was amazing he was good he was fantastic and in a kind he of was, a, reminded yeah. me of the days when we used to have uh uh you know um, like i i kind of missed him and wanted him as the host so uh really? yeah, yeah and like you know and looking at uh, um recently like other shows and uh, their hosts uh, for that matter like Ricky Gervais uh, again he was so good so i mean there's a value to having hosts and i'm saying i mean without the host if things were moving faster and everything we one thing when that they start so right but it still uh, took the same amount of time so I, i but there is a value to it because now you have all these I mean, do you really need a host i don't know because you only need somebody to have an opening monologue and then people come in and present and they're also kind of hosting right they're making jokes and everything right side jokes so, and yeah, yeah little so, banter back and forth exactly. right so i mean uh, i i don't know uh, if there's really a loss by not having a host either right so uh, it's uh, i mean yeah with yeah. steve martin and chris rock right the reason why i didn't care for it is because you could see chris rock sort of 
reading. I don't know what he was reading from, but I'm always a fan of people when they get up there and it looks like they're not even working. They're not reading from anything. Even if they are, I like for them to look like they're not reading from something. And it looked like Chris Rock was looking over every now and then, looking at the maybe the teleprompter. I'm not sure what he was looking at, but to me, that takes away from the performance because then it just makes you say to yourself, oh, it's scripted. Everything is right there. But when it looks effortless, and it looks so natural and they're not even really looking up at the screen or anything that's when i become engaged so that's why i didn't really care for it then there were a couple of silent moments in between their performance that was a little awkward but that's just me i'm just Hmm. interesting i mean i didn't i didn't feel that at all while watching it live i mean maybe if i watched it again i would but it's fair, especially Chris Rock's parts uh, seemed very, uh, you know, powerful and uh, energetic and everything. So I didn't feel like it was reading. Or, you didn't think you didn't see him looking at the screen a couple times. You didn't. See no, I, I, no, I didn't. I didn't feel any of that. <laughs> it seemed very, excuse me, natural to me. But yeah, on the other part, uh, yeah, Steve Martin did seem uncomfortable, and there was uh, some awkward pauses and silent moments from him, and I felt like that was maybe because he was not able to sometimes you know respond or keep up with Chris Rock's energy there uh, which which was awkward and weird that uh, did happen a few times actually but as far as Chris Rock goes I think I was floored with that I was very happy I was very satisfied well, I like Chris Rock and Steve Martin I think they're both great but sometimes chemistry can be a problem and maybe that was the problem yeah I, I do feel that their chemistry was off if uh, that I would agree with uh, I felt that too so so yeah the opening monologue happened and after that uh, what was your uh, what was your favorite uh, who was your favorite present uh, your, your favorite pre- presenters presenters yeah um, I'm gonna go with Regina King I liked her mm-hmm. but only because I'm a huge fan of Regina King I think Everything that she does is wonderful, even if she's just presenting or even if she's just giving an interview. I think, I think she's great. Who else did I like? I like. Can we get to the speeches? Well, first uh, presenters, right? So. Oh, presenters. presenters first. I mean, uh, I would go with. Low, I'll go with. I just go with Regina King. I, I like Regina King. I thought she was great. Yeah, I think she was great. I mean, my favorite uh, presenters, though, was uh, like the really good performance uh, that was put by was, uh, uh, you know, uh, my usual uh, all time favorite, uh, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, you. No, no, I didn't Rudolph, see Kristen Ru- uh, Wiig and Maya Rudolph. Uh, they were amazing. They did this like a skit about performing. I mean, they're so funny. That, that, uh, you know, that whole group of a woman is so fantastic and so funny. I mean, you know, that's where you're like, and I miss having a host, right? Again, uh, they were they were very, very funny. They, of course, are always able to uh, put in, <coughs> excuse me, their, uh, you know, some important issues in, the, in their conversation, for, uh, feminism and race and everything. But, you know, they're always very, very, very funny. So that was, uh, that was fantastic. They were doing this, uh, you know, performing for, 
the audience, all these directors there, so they were like doing singing and doing dramatic scene and comedy scene and you know sad scene and everything. And that was like you know that's that's their brand and they're completely on their brand. So that was uh, that was really good and uh, thing that made me really really happy to see on the stage was Utkarsh Ambedkar. That yeah, that man is very, very, very talented, and to see him on the Oscar stage, and you know, he did a recap. I don't know if you saw that, but he did a yeah. recap uh, at like in you know, a midway or something. And he is known for his freestyling. So, uh, you know, he was uh, originally uh, was supposed to perform. I think Aaron Burr in uh, in Hamilton. He did at the theater. Um, he, you know, when it was an off-Broadway run. Uh, first and then uh, you know he had some uh, issues with alcoholism and other things and he had to drop out and everything and then you know he bounced back he was on Broadway finally uh, last year uh, going into this year with Freestyle Supreme and you know he's, he's amazing he's, the man is very very talented he's had his challenges like everybody else in life but he's fought through and seeing him on the stage and doing his thing which he's known for I mean you, you should check it out Kirsh Ambedkar uh, okay. freestyle recap uh, it was amazing yeah it was amazing to see Kirsh on that stage uh, showing his thing doing his thing is uh, amazing on uh, you know when it comes to um, doing a freestyle rap and he was there so I think those two were my favorites um, and then you know a lot of a lot of good presenters right of course you're always uh, gonna have uh, funny people and you know all that kind of stuff uh, a lot of comedy a lot of uh, humor that comes in but yeah I think those uh, those two were my my favorite any other uh, coming to your mind from what you saw um, like I said before I didn't watch the whole thing I saw bits and pieces and I saw the highlights so I didn't see everything you gotta start watching the whole show man yeah, we are in the business. We are going to be on that stage, that's and that true. on that stage someday, keeping up with the. That's yeah, true. There's a. It's kind of crazy. But I am in the process of moving into a house, so I don't have a television right now. So that's my excuse. Well, there's again, there's internet. So there's the internet. I tried to watch the live stream the night of the Oscars, but I couldn't get in I couldn't get access they said something about you have a password or something I don't know I couldn't get access to the, mm. the live stream so I just gave up okay. but I'm sure it'll be available at some point and I'll, I'll watch yeah yeah you should you should definitely check it out uh, so uh, before we jump into the best uh, victory speeches what was uh, what did you see that you felt was the uh, let's say worst uh, victory speech, or maybe the worst presenter, even if you saw something, or uh, what the worst victory speech, the speeches that I saw, I liked all of them. Hmm. I didn't really find any of them that did you see Rene Zellweger's uh, speech? On uh, I was gonna mention her, I thought she was wonderful, she was great. Really, I thought it was awful. The only reason why I would say it wasn't great is because she was saying. She, she was searching for a lot of her words. It wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Yeah, exactly the thing that you were saying. Not that's why having a writer is important. Like you need to have a writer and you need yeah. to have a speech. You know, right. her speech was okay for the first minute where it was like, okay, let me. You know, she was thanking people, and that that's fine. That's what you want to do: thank your directors and thank your 
you know agents and everything that's your choice right everybody doesn't have to come and make a moving statement that's not uh, that's not important but then uh, you know suddenly she decides that hey i'm going to uh, while i'm on stage like everybody i'm uh, obligated to speak about that thing that we talks about that what is it called and uh, diverse uh, no inclusive uh, inclusivity oh. yeah let me just say that let me just say something about that it's important so and i don't know maybe she is passionate about it but it came off as very awkward and it came off Seemed as like an afterthought yeah afterthought it came off as weird so yeah that was a, I, but but in her defense i like the fact that she thanked her parents Let's give a credit for that. that no, no, no credit for that. Most people uh, credit thank their family and who they decide. I mean, sure, fine. If that's what you wanted, if you feel like that, that's good. But, I mean, you know, okay, give her some. I give her more credit because remember, they thought her career was over after the whole plastic surgery thing. And no, then, her victory is not. Nobody's uh, putting down her victory here. Just remember that. It's more about her speech. Uh, except, oh, okay. Speech. I mean, uh, I, I have not seen Judy yet. So I don't know. Have you seen Judy? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, we both haven't seen it. But looking at the recognition that she is getting, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure she deserved it. As I said, most of the victories, uh, the you know, most of the wins, in my opinion, were fantastic this year. I would stand behind uh, almost all of them, including hers. Uh, you know, because um, yeah, I mean, at least from uh, uh, what I have seen. uh it it seems to really great uh right now you know she like her body transformation her speech everything was just amazing so yeah, she looked amazing yeah so I'm, i'm not uh, i'm not going to you know uh, negate that and not, again i've not seen the films so i cannot really I right but all right but getting back to her speech right you said that it's important to have a writer so did you think that she wasn't very fluid You thought her delivery was weak. What what was it that you didn't like? Because it seems like she spoke from the heart. No, it was not fluid, and it seemed as I said, it seemed like an afterthought. It did not seem like oh, she okay. meant the things that she was saying. So, okay. all of those things. So, I that so that was my. Problem. So do you? Yeah. So do you recommend that actors write down their speech? in advance before going up there or do you think it's okay to speak off the cuff no i'm curious because some people they're natural they're a natural speaker they get up there they don't have a paper and it, it sounds great and it flows great and others they have a paper and it still sounds a little little clumsy so what would you recommend i mean i mean i'm in no up? position to recommend but well uh, you're a writer right right but uh but as far as i know everybody has a writer yeah you know it, some people can write it themselves so they write their speeches and others who cannot even uh, employ writers to write their speeches and that's the right thing to do because that's your opportunity your speaking in front and people rehearse and practice actors and non-actors uh, alike uh, think that's a thing so uh, you know and yeah of course some people can probably need less practice and can just brief off uh, beautifully and some um, uh do that's a normal thing but i think everybody puts work in their speech uh, i feel like she did too because i'm like you know she practically knew she was going to win everybody knew she was going to win right so uh, jumping into as i said her speech was fine until she started talking about things which she seemed like she was not prepared to talk about Yeah, so I think she started to improvise that what happened. Right. I mean if that's something she wanted and she went so long, ma'am. 
It's not like people are going to... It was long. I'm surprised they didn't cut it short. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So then she starts talking about that stuff and they let her talk. You know, and she didn't seem prepared. So, anyways, let's talk about some of uh, some of the victories and uh, we can go uh, go down the from the bottom uh, to the top, so to say, like the list, the way it happened. Uh, but uh, one of the... One of the things that really made me very happy uh, was an animated short film, Hair Love. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, but uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic film. Uh, very, you know, every film is well-deserving if it's there, but I'm so happy. I've, I've uh, known the story for a very long time, kind of know the people as well, but that's not the reason. It's just a beautiful story, and I'm so happy that, you know, uh, Matthew, Jerry, and Karen uh, Rupert Tully were uh one dasker for hair love are you aware of hair love i know the story behind it i, I was just told that one of the students got kicked out for wearing his hair a certain way or something like that but i didn't see the film is that the right film am i talking about the right uh you should check it out you should check it out you will uh you no, will but re- is that the right is that does it have something to do with that I mean, it's about uh, this seven-year-old girl who's, uh, you know, who has her, I don't know what story you're talking about, but, you know, a seven-year-old girl trying to, her, you know, her kinky hair, uh, you know, but she's um, trying to style it. And her father attempts to help her and, you know, uh, a whole hospital room, you know, it's a, it's a very moving, I don't want to tell you about the story. That's, um, so I think you might be thinking of something else, but uh, it's it's a beautiful film. It's a very beautiful film. Oh, are you sure? You need to be sure, not me. I know what movie I'm talking about. You need to know if that's the one you're talking about or not. Okay, well, you heard about that story about some kid who got... No, I I did not. Uh, These stories are there all the time, uh, so I'm not not sure which specific story you're talking about. But uh, okay. uh, Anyways, and what about the... You mentioned something about... uh, Have you seen The Neighbor's Window? Yeah, I watched that. That That was a good movie. Mm, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, um, uh, so you're happy about it? Yeah, it was an interesting movie. It's about this couple that is sort of dealing with a midlife crisis. Their relationship is sort of getting old and they're getting a little tired of each other. And they look across their window and they see this other couple, this young, hot couple who's always having sex. And it looks like they have the perfect life. And then in the blink of an eye, one of the couples, the the young couple. Don't give me the, the spoilers, man. It's just oh, all right. Okay, okay, okay. But anyway, anyway, the, the our audience. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, they're watching this young hot couple, and they start to envy them and wish that they had what that couple has. And you know, yeah. when, when you're in a relationship with somebody, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That seems very that's yeah beautiful. That's it's good. good. I like that. I like that. Yeah, and the best animated feature film went to Toy Story Four. Have you uh, have you seen it yet? No, I didn't see that. I haven't seen it either. But I'm assuming, looking at you know the way they make their films, I probably deserved it. Uh, but what made me happy was Best Supporting Actor for Brad Pitt. As I said, I mean I've had my uh, concerns about uh, the nominations and nominees that we have discussed in the past. But out of the nominees that were there, I was very happy to see Brad Pitt winning. And uh, his speech was also beautiful, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I like Brad Pitt. I think... I feel like he he's a great comeback story. It feels like people were counting him out. And I know he was dealing with some issues. At least that's what I heard. 
I know he reached out to Bradley Cooper in terms of dealing right. with Alex. We talked about him in one of our previous uh, episodes. Yeah. And listen so in yeah, details. So yeah, so it's nice to see that. Yeah. And this is his first Oscar for acting. I, I was surprised by that. Well, I think that's another reason that it was his time. That's why, you know, everybody else has already has an Oscar, right? Al Pacino, Joe Pecci, Anthony Hopkins, Tom Hanks. So it was his time. So he had to get it. You think he uh, won by default? I would think so. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, best supporting actress, Laura Dern, right? As I've always said, you've heard me say that many times. She should get every award she's nominated for. So I'm just happy and excited for her. She's, yeah, uh, and I made a mistake. She was the one who thanked her parents, not Renee Zellweger. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah I, she's amazing. Yeah, she is great. And you could tell she's... A, you could tell she's a wonderful person something about her spirit yeah I've told you I've met her three times and every time she is so kind and gives me such a nice hug and it's like she's one of those people who's like she's you see her on screen and she's so brings such powerful performances like scary almost right she's a she's so powerful on screen that uh, I remember first time you know when I met her and I had just finished watching her film and she was like such a strong and character and everything and then I talked to her and then she immediately gives me a hug and she's so sweet so kind so nice I was like wow and then, then I met her again at Sundance uh, a couple of years later and then again she remembered me she's like hey I saw you at New Film Festival I'm like yeah and you know so she has a great memory but she's very sweet and kind and very talented actor and she's really she been in the industry for a very long time she's worked really hard to be where she is very hardworking actor she does like four or five films every year and TV shows and everything and you know uh, it, she's amazing so I'm so happy for her win she is yeah did you interview her or you, you just sort of saw her in I haven't I have interviewed her a couple of times yeah Okay, that's nice. Yeah, it should be somewhere on my new I'll post a link. Uh, so that was that was great. Now, uh, outside of that, I think I already spoke best international film, uh, Parasite. Again, if you're competing against Parasite, it's a tough year. But uh, Pain and Glory was a really favorite film of mine. I really love Pain and Glory very, very, very much. It's a fantastic film that I had even put on my list. But, you know, Parasite is Parasite. So... Uh, so before we jump on to the major awards, do you have any thoughts? And I know there's all these other awards that people kind of tend to ignore. Cinematography that went, you know, editing. Cinematography went to 1917. Editing went to Ford v Ferrari. Visual effects 1917. Here in uh, makeup uh, bombshell, right? So do you, do you have any uh, thoughts on any of those? I mean, we are filmmakers. Yeah. Ford and Ferrari, I want to see. I'm getting mixed reviews. People say it was good. Some people said it wasn't that good. It seems like that movie flew under the radar. What I mean by that, it seems like all these other movies sort of trumped it. I don't know why, because those are big names. I'm just surprised that. No, it did not flow under the radar. I mean, it's nominated for Best Film no, in all I these think. awards, right? No, I know what you're saying. It did not get as much recognition. And I think the reason is that like, it's a good movie. It's yeah. just not that great. It's like it's like Irishman. Like Irishman is a good movie, but they did not win any because it's just not that great. So um, yeah, I mean, okay. I wasn't surprised that Irishman was even nominated for editing for a three and a half hour movie. Why? Why would you nominate it? Of course, it was not really well edited. It needed to be an hour short. 
and four B Ferrari, one for editing, which I can okay see because it's a racing movie, so light can, you know, uh, how you edit it can make a difference, and it was nice. But I would have be happily gone for Jojo Rabbit or Parasite too, because you know they're both very well edited. Like Jojo Rabbit uh, was edited so well, that's what kept the pacing and everything fun. And same thing with Parasite. So I don't know, but cinematography went to 1917. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Sound mixing and all. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, I haven't seen one of my friends saw it and said it was incredible. I didn't see it though. Hmm, I haven't seen it either, so I do want to watch it. So yeah, there's all these technical awards are also important, of course, right? That would make the films uh, what they make them. Yeah, you know what was interesting though. I know we already talked about Brad Pitt, but he did mention one thing that I thought was very nice. He actually thanked the stunt coordinators and the people who do stunts. I thought that was very becoming of him I really like that, that, that yeah, was- I agree with you I've seen him a few times I just haven't met him I mean I've seen him in person a couple of times but I haven't had a chance to interact with him uh, but he just seemed like the Laura Dern kind of person right and I know we talked about in another podcast but he just seems like a very nice person I don't know I agree no I, I totally yeah. agree with that I, I think he gets or at least in the past I think he got a bad rap because everybody thought he was just this Good-looking good looking guy. guy. Yeah, the thing shy. is, uh, his good looks uh, did not serve him as well as his talent and uh, real charm is. But you know, I think he's maturing into that. So that's all. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think that, and I honestly, I, I don't think anybody could have played that role better. I think that character was tailor-made for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? I, I loved, I loved his performance in that character. I mean, he was amazing. He was really great in it. Like. Uh, yeah, I I totally agree. And you know, in a film with this, such a powerful performance by DiCaprio, he holds his ground. He does, yeah. Right, it's like he's not like the he's not the lead of the film, but he's not right. I mean, it's that's interesting. Why it's, it's interesting when you have two actors like that in the same movie. It's hard to really say, okay, this actor deserves to be nominated over this other actor, or because they were both great. So it's hard to. I know they weren't in the same category, but I, it's just. Yeah, yeah, I think I mean, they, You know what I mean? He did well for the role. Did well for him, right? So it worked out really well. He got a, a lot of recognition, love, and Oscar. So that's good. Let's uh, let's talk about. I think we all are the best director and best screenplay and everything is Parasite. You still haven't seen Parasite, have you? No, I haven't seen it yet. I'll watch it, man. So I mean, uh, you can, uh, you, know, you guys can listen to any of my previous, uh, any of the previous podcasts where we talk about the best movies. And I did an art approved by my New York guide, the podcast we did, uh, for, you know, what's wrong with Parasite, where even I break down my favorite movie. So I've talked a lot about the Parasite and the Parasite one, and it deserves every one that it got. Such an amazing, wonderful, fantastic film. Um, so I, I mean, that's I feel very very happy about it but um we know. I think, what did you yeah everybody knows that so uh, yeah. i have to repeat that but uh best actor i mean as we expected as everybody expected went walking next uh what do you think of that in his speech well i, I feel like he couldn't have outdone his other speech where he talked about a lack of representation with colored people so I wasn't really expecting him to outdo that speech mm-hmm. so I thought he just sort of picked up where he left off and, and it was good it was a good speech hmm. 
everybody knew he was gonna win. It was just a matter of what is he gonna say now? Because it's it's almost hard to outdo something that was so powerful and explosive. Does that make sense? He could he couldn't have topped it in any way possible. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree with you. It was really good. It was a good speech, but yeah, I think the last two speeches, and especially the Baptist uh, the Baptist speech, uh, you know, it's it's hard to top that. Yeah, it's hard. It to top came that. out as very sincere and heartfelt. I think this one comparatively came out as more, uh, you know, it was more like fluff. Yeah, or like as you said, now picking up and continuing that conversation. But yeah, continue the conversation. It's amazing to see that an actor like him, as I've said in the past. Uh, is talking about these things, uh, and you know, thankings are great. But instead, he's taking that opportunity, and I think I was talking to you about that, right? That when I get on the stage, uh, uh, that's I think uh, you know, thankings are great. But you have an opportunity to say something that a large audience can hear, uh, and you say something meaningful like that. That's a great thing. So I absolutely thing. admire him. Give him all the credit due for that, and I I feel very happy for him about that. And- all right, and did you notice how he got emotional when he mentioned his brother? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I thought that was kind personal. Yeah, that was a good moment. He got very personal. That was a nice little moment. Right. But so I good. always look at those things, though. I always feel like I want to learn more about an actor from hearing his or her speech. I don't want to just hear a bunch of thank you, which is great. I love that, but I always like to. I like when they get very personal and they. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, thankings are great, but I guess that's what I was saying. That thankings are great, but somehow we need to get over that. I guess you know. Yeah. Uh, there's always other opportunities in interviews and all that you can thank people, but that moment that everybody's listening to, meaningful stuff is uh, is more important, in my opinion. So, so that was great. So all in all, a good show. The one thing, the last thing that I wanted to talk to you about was, uh, uh, how did you feel? Um, uh, I mean, you didn't haven't seen the whole show, so you got to see it. But there was a lot of a uh, uh, lot of shaming and bashing happening, right? Uh, which is where. Uh, well deserved, so to say, right? For lack of uh, a oh yeah. Uh, but um, something that I find a little awkward, I don't know, and I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, is uh, you know, you don't nominate all these great films. We you and I have in previous uh, podcasts talk about all the other wonderful films that could should have been nominated, right? Like Just Mercy, Dolomite is my name, right? Even Uncut Gems, like all these other films. With people of color and otherwise uh, that great talents that were there were not nominated but then you don't do that but then suddenly you're like oh let me put i don't know i mean you know it's like okay we have all these performers and people uh presenting so let's bring out i mean it's a great thing to do to compensate but i just don't like that the compensation happens more than actual fix somehow i about that i'm saying i, I feel I, I don't i don't feel very comfortable or happy about it well how do you feel well, I didn't get that last point. That's why I was like, what do you mean? I mean, because there, there's not as much representation in nominees, but then you get a lot of people of color performing and presenting. Oh. So I'm saying you were showing no all balance. this talent on the stage, yeah, which is great. Then you're yeah. saying to us that, hey, look, there's a lot of this talent out there, people of color, right? Which is great to see, but right. then you're not nominating them. Why are they Good not winning point. the awards? Because, uh, you know, and I'm not, that's a great thing, but I feel that to me, sometimes it just come on, it comes as compensation. And it's a poor comp- compensation. 
I would rather it's almost have, superficial. Yeah, I'm saying I would rather have uh, you know people of color and women getting nominated and winning awards for what they deserve for the fantastic work they're putting out because winning awards I've said now uh Parasite is having a 2000 theater release right so once you win an award or a nomination can really help get the word out right so you know what it reminds me of yeah no I get that you know what it reminds me of in the past people would always say that black people are to be seen but not heard so it feels like we see them on and the award show and they're presenting and everything but are they really being heard are yeah. they really being recognized mm-hmm. so that's that's an interesting point that that is so true or i didn't even look at it that way but that but there's a lot of truth to that mm, yeah truth to that yeah Yeah, I mean that that does make me feel a little uncomfortable uh, in some sense. Right where I'm like okay, I'm seeing all these fantastic talented people out there, Mindy Kaling, Kershaw Butker, right, you know, all all people of color, you know, black brown uh, Asian Ali. Yeah, yeah, black brown woman, right, you know, and all that Regina King, Marshall Ali, you know, yeah. and it you know, uh, uh, uh Spike Lee and every everybody's there. But they're also making films. They're they're doing work too, right? And they're doing good work. Right. Yeah, we are all there to, you know, present the awards. But why are we not out there nominated and winning the awards, right? So, uh, mm. I just, I just um, I mean, but I don't. Yeah, but honestly, Aaron, I don't think it'll ever be balanced. I don't think it's going to be even if that's what you're hoping for. I just don't see that happening anytime soon. So I disagree to some extent, but I see where you're coming from. I think it will, but I think it will take its time. It's not going to happen overnight or, you know, over a year or two. I think it's going to take its time. Like you know, the evil of a systemic uh, and institutionalized racism and sexism have existed for hundreds and hundreds of years. right academy included academy used to have exclusive uh, you know exclusionary policies for a very long time where you know people of color were not getting enough opportunities nominations there was a lot of those awful things uh, it's 92 year old uh, time of at a time of segregation at a time of like jim crow and everything right so uh, so those uh, like any other institution like like our real life it's not going to change overnight it's great but the one great thing is that there's a lot of eyes on it right people are talking about it repeatedly so that is the best thing in terms of you know uh, being conscious of it and that's what's going to change uh, the tide and over time when people like us all of us right people of color women we're going to continue telling and creating and telling great stories and people are going to love it and you know like parasite is again it's not, not a white person story right a different language so as long as we keep telling and uh, uh, you know creating wonderful stories it is going to take its time but at some time yeah. hopefully sooner than later you know things but, will be much better right right i i do want to bring up two points and it relates to everything that we're talking about So I don't know if you're aware of this but 50 Cent recently got his Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Mhm. And I thought that was great that he was recognized for that and they awarded him that. But on the flip side, I find it hard to believe that his show Power was never nominated for an Emmy. Now don't quote me on that, but I know 50 Cent was talking about how his show has never been nominated for an Emmy. And I find that hard to believe because it's one of the top shows out the ratings are through the roof and yet 
no nomination. So that that's interesting to me. Yes, How- I mean, it is a great show. I love uh, the show. I love Courtney Kemp uh, and the entire cast. As you know, some of those are uh, my friends as right. well. So I, I, I really feel you on that. But um, I mean, I don't, I don't know the why. How do you explain that? Why, why is that? Why? I, I cannot. I cannot explain that. And but again, as I've said, and I'm saying that there is a systemic racism that has existed in uh, for a long time, and uh, the aftermath of it still exists, right? So it's not going to just change suddenly. It's going to take its time. But at least we are having these conversations, right? So, right. I, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's enough, but it's something. Yeah, you're right. There's hope. There's hope. Things are being talked about and I think that's important at least we're addressing them let's right. see if we can... so what we're going to do Lester is we're going to be part of this chain create fantastic wonderful stories chocolate and chai and many others the ones that we're working on you know and we'll share in the uh, near future soon some fantastic stories and uh, entertain people you know move people uh, you know and get nominated win these awards but the most important thing is keep telling these fantastic stories. That's why we're in the business of storytelling. We're not in the business of award winning. We're in the True. storytelling. So True. I love that. Continue doing. And I'm positive that our, all awards, Oscars included, uh, who are there not to award people, but they're actually there to celebrate storytelling. That's what they're for. They're going to celebrate us in due time. But that should will not stop us from telling fantastic stories and amazing stories. And we're going to continue doing that. Amen to that. Amen. All right, man. Anything else you want to share before we close the shop? Well, I just wanted to say that I'll be going to South Carolina this weekend for my billboard shoot. So I'm excited. Awesome. About Congratulations. That. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And our film and our short film, The Last or. The last fishing trip has been accepted into the New York Independent Film Festival. So, wow, that's a nice award. Yeah, that's amazing, man. That that film is really doing wonders, going, going out yeah, there. It's, yeah, it's, it's getting around. It's getting around. So I'm excited about that. But what about you, Art? Do you have any? Well, I'm to update. Yeah, uh, just focus on writing in a couple new projects as you're aware or some really exciting projects that uh, I've started writing, working with you as well, right? So but I think it's yes. too early stages to uh, share yet, but uh, yeah. focus on writing and creating great stories. And then, you know, uh, that's the goal and I'm on it. I love it. Okay, on that note, I guess we should say goodbye to our listeners. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in, listening. Keep listening. Subscribe, like, share the love, share with your friends and uh, everybody else. And, you know, keep the love coming. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. And I'm Chocolate. And Chai. Chai. Ciao.